Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. From finance broker to Australia's online shopping queen to self-sufficient fake farmer and a whole lot in between, Kath Sheeran is a city girl who decided to swap her stilettos for gumboots when she moved from the northern beaches in Sydney to the northern rivers of New South Wales to start a brand new adventure. This is a story about reinvention, following your passion, and that it is never too late to start a new life. In this episode, Kath shares her experience in changing careers at 40, from broker to launching the incredibly successful shopping blog, Shopping Confessions, where she became a busy media star in a field where she had absolutely no prior experience, and her next big leap at 50. She shares her wisdom on living life by doing what makes you happy and to always listen to your heart. She opens up about her life changed after speaking up about childhood trauma and the freedom she experienced from moving from the city to the northern rivers with her husband to launch a new life and business. Kath is a beautiful example of age being just a number as she shares her lifestyle changes from shopaholic to sustainable farmer. A natural and radiant beauty to know Kath is to love her and I love Kath. Kath's advice also spills into lifestyle, beauty, and wellness rituals, which we can all learn from. You're going to love this episode of Ages by Rescue with my friend, Kathy Sheeran. This episode is so special because it's with my friend, Kathy Sheeran, who has been far away from me for quite some time. You may know her from Shopping Confessions. She really was a media uh, household name for such a long time when she was living in Sydney, always on television, telling us what to buy, what not to buy, the deals, busting myths on people uh, on uh, online stores that were like scamming us. But the thing that I've always known and admired you for is you have always had this inner radiance and a way of like turning up in a room that was unlike anyone that I, I've ever known. And I was always shocked. And when I asked you how old you were, it just I was like, "What? Huh? No way!" So you welcome, are so kind and beautiful. <laughs> welcome to Ageless by Rescue, because you really are an ageless goddess to me. And I, I wanted to drill as you down, are to me, oh darling. I wanted to drill down on the secrets because it's really important for me to showcase that there's no one answer fits all in the ageless journey. And, you know, some somebody who's really comfortable with surgery is not necessarily open to the other opportunities, but it's nice for them to hear it um, and to hear how you can try, you know, inner work or um, exercise or biohacking that someone else has tried and refined. And then you might be inspired to try it out yourself. So let's start with that. Tell me about turning 50 and and what it meant for you as someone who was in such a media spotlight position. Okay, so I turned 50 last year and we were in lockdown. So I sat in the middle of a paddock with a with a cake all to myself. So I was really, really happy. Um, 50 for me was confidence. And I th- actually, it was probably around in my mid-30s that I started feeling confident. And I don't 
think there is anything more beautiful than a confident woman. And I find that as I get older, I become more and more confident, confident and I start eliminating things and people who don't make me feel that way. Mm. Um, so at 50, I love getting older. I absolutely love getting older because I find that I'm more comfortable within my own skin with all the lumps and bumps. I really am comfortable in my own skin, definitely, and more so as I'm getting older. Can I ask you, was was part of that level of comfort that you've experienced because you realised that age was not a limiter to what you could achieve, what you could dream, what you could have, is that, you know, you, you've you had such distinct careers and I'd love to talk about that. I put up a quote once, quite recently on Instagram and it was like, yes, you know. I shared it. I loved it. It, it, it. That was me down to a T. Yes. And that one like resonated with so many people and it was like, you know, you can start a business at 40, you can fall in love at 50, you can, you know, travel the world or whatever at 60 it doesn't matter it, it's not about the age it's about you know when you're inspired and when you're ready and and the best is yet to come and I feel like you yeah. you've been that poster girl for me and I've seen you do it and your audience has seen you do it so you know in your 20s and 30s you were in finance I was. I was a finance broker for 20 years, so from 20 till about 40. Um, and then one day I woke up just thinking, you know what, This, my heart's not singing anymore. And once my heart stops singing, then I know it's time for a change. And it was around the time when um, online shopping was really big here in Australia. So I was actually on the lounge with my husband drinking wine and said, babe, what do you think of the name Shopping Confessions? And he's like, oh, what now? And I've gone through what I wanted to do, wanted to start a blog, start talking about it, where to shop, where not to shop, Um, and I did it. I started a blog and within two weeks, and that was that's when I was 40, had no media experience. That's what I was about to say because, you know, jumping into a digital world is, is sometimes daunting or, you know, you think, oh, it's a young person's game. I agree. I mean, I started a digital business with absolutely no digital training. I started a media business with no media training. But how uh, exciting is it? Yeah, and, and for some people... Uh, challenge reads as as exciting. For some people, it reads as anxiety. So you do have to find your sweet spot. So you opened and started Shopping Confessions, but it took off. Within two weeks, I got a phone call from the producer. I'm pretty sure it was Chloe Flynn, the producer of The Morning Show, and it took her about 10 minutes to convince me it wasn't a prank phone call asking me to go on the show. Eventually I've gone, yeah, sure, I can do that. Got off the phone, went, shit, I'm about to do live TV. I've got three days to prepare. I vomited the whole way in from Avalon to the city. I was so nervous. But the minute I walked in there, everyone was amazing from the, the greeter at the door, the producers, Larry and Kylie were phenomenal and I, I did it. And I loved it. And that just sort of exploded. And the next thing you know, I've got a column in the Sunday Telegraph, um, which was all about shopping. And this lasted for about 10 years. But the last two years of it, I liked it, but I didn't love it. I want to go back to when you got that call from Channel 7 producer. (laughs) 
Did you did you think it was a prank because you had imposter syndrome or did you think it was a prank because you thought, um, you know, me? I'm, I'm not like a typical person to be on the morning show? I, all of the above. And plus I've got some really warped girlfriends who, who would pull a prank like that. <laughs> I like that. But yeah, a lot of it was, why me? How'd you find out about me? What what is it that I've got that's special? I'm not I'm not your typical TV. Well, in my head, presenter, um, all all of the above. It was a confidence thing. But then I thought, you know what? I can do this because if you love what you do, and I, I I've never been one for scripts. Because if it's not a conversation and if it's a product that I don't know or love that I'm talking about, it's going to come across. Uh, and that's why, I, I mean, that's how I first came across you. And I thought, and I'll tell you what I thought, and, and kind of this is one of the reasons I've got you on um, today's episode, is I thought I can trust a woman who is kind of the same age as me I can trust that she's got life experience. I can trust that she's got a hell of a lot of shopping experience. <laughs> I hell can of a trust, <laughs> and I can trust that she knows her own taste and she's got a set of values and boundaries and stuff. Because I definitely, you know, as I as I got older, I, I developed my own style, my own taste. You know, there were certain, you know, those sheets that I now like that I, I wouldn't dream of sleeping in on different types of sheets. There are, you know, there's wine that I like to drink and I don't drink the other stuff. There's there's all these things that become your personal taste and you develop a certain confidence around it. So when I saw you on TV, I thought, she's me and <laughs> I can trust a woman like that. And if you were a 25-year-old, I might kind of think, oh, I, I like I like the idea of that, but I wouldn't have necessarily trusted you. And so for me, that was the big thing. I thought, here's a woman who knows what she's talking about. She's got life experience. She is speaking absolutely unscripted and from the heart. I love that about you. And so for me, you read it as someone who really knew who you were and didn't at all have any wobbles of imposter syndrome. And I think that's why you connected with so many people. Well, that, that was the most feedback that I was getting from my audience was we believe you yeah. because our motto was where you can't pay for a good review. Yeah. Um, and I used to get truckloads of products sent to me yeah. for the home, even my dog, um, beauty, you name it, um, because everyone wanted a write-up. And I would actually even get some PR companies send me a press release saying, can you write about this? And I would go, well, no, because I'm not going to take your word for it. If you want me to write a review, send me the product. And I don't want a sample that I use once. I need to use it for a, for a length of time We've always done before that I can actually say mm. that I love it or it works. So, and you're not always And I'm sorry, trying to lie to a woman over 40, it's a hiding yeah. <laughs> And I'm the weirdest liar ever. (laughs) Our bullshit Even my husband says, I agree. He goes, Jesus, you're a bad liar. See, I'm not. If you don't see me doing this, and that's what us Greeks do, we talk with our hands. If you don't see me doing this about a product, you know I don't love it. And I can't help this. (laughs) So tell me about your reinvention. I get so excited. (laughs) 
Can I? Sorry to interrupt you, my love. In your excitement, I like. I like. You're right. You don't see Kathy like fizzing over. It's it's not good. Don't buy it. Um. So, I'm interested in this. You know, you're never too old. You're never too never. comfortable. And you know, you can reinvent at any stage. I I love it. You know, I grew up on a steady diet of Madonna uh, from, you know, (laughs) from the time I was nine and I'm 47 now. So reinvention is literally like the Kool-Aid that I've grown up on. And I, and I have flipped the switch so many times like you in my thirties, in my forties. I'm not 50 yet, but I'm no doubt there'll be some reinvention. Um, I flipped the switch when I, when I was 50. So yeah. Tell me about that. That's what I want to know. So here you are having like a massive run of success. Life is beautiful. You're on TV all the time. Your uh, website is blowing up. Um, you, you're doing all these things. You started creating some product. I remember there were sheets and homewares and a shop. I, and I did. I've got quite a creative side to me. Um, I love spreadsheets and I think that's the finance background, but I've also got a really creative side and I felt that the creative side was lacking. So I was out looking for candles and bedding and I couldn't find what I liked. I thought, oh, bugger it, I'm going to create my own, which was Island Trading Co. Yeah, really successful. It. We were at the Oscars. We were invited to be at the Oscar in the Oscars gift bag, which was phenomenal. We were getting orders from all over the world. Um, I think the biggest one achievement for me was getting a candle order from Tahiti, and the candle was seventy dollars. I'll never forget it. And the shipping was fifty five dollars. And I actually emailed her saying, "Are you sure?" She goes, "Yes, I want this candle." And she was a really big repeat customer. So our, it was very labour intensive though, because I'm a one man show. So our candles were made here in Australia. The Packaging was made overseas, but there was a lot to it. So each candle would take me half an hour to put together with all the antique brass and the rattan and everything was reusable. And then the dollar crashed and I would have had to increase the prices a lot. So unfortunately, um, I closed that up. I've kept the name because you never, ever know. Um, so And doing shopping confessions and Island Trading Co. being a one-man show was it. When I focused on one, the other one suffered and Shopping Confessions was my baby, so I decided to let that go. And then, as I mentioned earlier, the last couple of years of Shopping Confessions, I just I liked it but didn't love it. And that was around the time, and I'll remember it as clear as day, it was a trip we did to Vanuatu, which we, do, we used to do regularly um, for long weekends because it's only a three-hour flight, same time zone. There was an island we went to called Ore. 400 population, totally self-sufficient island, no supermarkets, no service stations. Dinner was, we caught lobster and fish today. How would you like that cooked? Whatever, however. Barefoot to dinner in a sarong. And when we got home, I realised baskets made me happier than Gucci. Oh, wow. I sold everything when we got home except for two bags, which have got sentimental value, but my Valentinos were sold, my Gucci was sold, um, Balenciaga was, I, I sold it all because baskets made me happier and I felt really grounded. And when Mike and I got back, we were very unsettled, especially with Sydney traffic. Um, we felt like we were quite sluggish and we always talked about moving and retiring up on the Northern Rivers and we've just gone, why wait? Why are we going to wait? Let's just do it now and make it work. And we made that decision um, November. By February, we bought a 12-acre property in Burringbar, which is 20 minutes north of Byron, 30 minutes south of the Gold Coast. 
and we moved up here in May and we've been here two and a half years and I've never been happier. And that's when I made a decision to leave Shopping Confessions and I've started Kath's Home and Garden and I'm the best fake farmer you have ever seen. <laughs> I want to talk about that moment where you had that epiphany, for lack of a better word, and you and your husband, Mark, came back to Sydney and went, okay, something has shifted. So you're 48 around this time. Oh, 48, yeah. Yeah. So when you had that feeling, would you have trusted that that was the call of intuition and that you could back yourself had you had that same feeling in your 30s? Or do you think that the wisdom of life and just knowing who you are gave you the confidence to go, you know what, this is my soul calling and I need to honour my soul and I'm wise enough and experienced enough and I have the support of my, you know, love beloved that I'm going to, I'm going to do this because this is what I need to do. Because I feel like those soul callings, it's harder to translate that into action when you're younger and possibly a bit less sure about whether that's an inner voice or a flight of fancy. Um, Look, it was my soul speaking to me, but I also think that maybe in my 30s I probably would not have done that but in saying that when I met Mike I'd never been to the northern beaches knew nobody there but yet I moved there knowing nobody and I know and we all do crazy busy. stuff for love that's that's a love one yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I've got some of my best friends who live there look I can talk a glass eye to sleep I love meeting people so and I love an adventure so Yes, my, would I have done it in my 30s? Maybe. 40s, I reckon I would have. I just think the timing was right for both of us. Mm. Um, and my my soul wasn't singing, my heart wasn't singing in Sydney for the last two years and it wasn't for Mike either. And we were in a rut. So the timing was perfect and I had the confidence to do it. I knew no one up here. I've got lots of friends up here now. We've even been invited to a wedding um, and we've only been living up here for a short period of time. But, yes, I do think I may have done it in my 40s, maybe not my 30s, but absolutely timing was right. And I'm a big believer of listening to the heart. That's one of the things that we've talked about before because I've said to you, like, you know, we've been at events and stuff together and go, yeah, you look incredible. What's your secret? And you've always gone, happy heart, happy heart. Happy heart. You've got to listen to your heart, whether it's in a relationship or whether it's family or business or you're working for something. If your heart, if you don't wake up and your heart's not singing, it's, it's, it's time to make a change. So what do you do? Because we all have, you know, unhappy heart days and, and moments where, you know, the energy just isn't empowered. Tell me how... We've talked about this before, so I'm going to kind of precurse it by tell me about yep. gardening and what gardening brought into your life because it's kind of gaining some popularity. And I show me Pixies this morning. <laughs> I love I love watching you in your garden. I am so inspired. No gloves. 
No gloves. Cap. I love getting in the dirt. I just, I just love it. So when we moved up here, the very first thing we did before the, the renovations and all the rest of it is that we put in six veggie boxes. And I thought, oh, that's a lot. How am I going to fill those? Which I did. And I cried the first tomato I picked because I couldn't believe I'd grown it from seed. Um, it makes my heart sing. And now the garden is huge. I actually want to be a small flower farmer. Like I, I'm actually studying flower farming, horticulture, permaculture. Um, I'm doing a soil advocacy course at the moment. This is amazing. Um, I'm so inspired by this. Oh, can I tell you, I never knew that gardening could make me so happy. So we were talking about the joy of gardening and um, <laughs> and things that spark joy and, um, you know, vitality coming from the heart. One of the things that, um, you know, that is really visible in you is that you are a very natural uh, beauty and you're not uh, a slave to makeup. You're not a, you know, you like your tan. So tell me about the, from the gardening side of things, what did, and you talked about, you know, you were happier with a basket than the Gucci. What has gardening um, taught you and how has that manifested in kind of your ageless journey? Okay. So I feel gardening has grounded me. And it's the, it really is, and it's so cliche, it's the small things that are really important. Um, things like growing your own food, how much joy that brings to me, which actually fits in with our lifestyle because we are very clean eaters. 80-20 rule, you know, I still love my pizza and fried chicken, I'm not going to lie, but everything we, majority of what we eat is clean eating and growing it yourself, what it does, and I talk about the heart all the time, it's all what's inside, how that made me feel picking our first veggies, cutting my first flower that has grown from these tiny, tiny little seeds into this big, beautiful, and the joy that it brings. And I'm actually bringing a bit of that into my skincare routine now too. Like I, um, which we can talk about now or later, um, there's a flower called calendula. Yeah, it's a great, a great flower, very powerful. Yeah, which I didn't know. For me, I planted it because it's a great companion plant for veggies because it's it, it keeps the bugs off because I try to keep our garden as organic as I can. But after doing it, and I knew it was edible, so I Googled calendula, and as soon as I saw that it said it reduces fine lines, well, I'm going to grow six acres of it now and just roll in it every day. Um, but wow, right? <laughs> exactly. It's like... But I, I love, I'm actually dry dehydrating it at the moment and putting it in some Jehovah oil and I'm going to let it fuse for a little while and that's what I'm going to stick because I, I love oils for my face um, and I'm going to start using that and see how that goes because I make a lot of my own skincare now, face wash, um, oils, even my cleaning products are all made from things from the garden. Um, just and um, you were telling me that you've made uh, a hand and body treatment as well, because you know what, the hands and the uh, and the body are just such a forgotten part. In you know, one of the things I always say to my friends is, don't forget the hands, don't forget the knees, don't forget your chest, elbows, yeah, all of that. So one of the okay, so going back to career, so I've recently 
change from shopping confessions to cast home and garden because it just seemed like the right fit. I'm not about fast fashion anymore. I'm not about bang for your buck. It's more uh, quantity over, sorry, quality over quantity. Okay, so I've developed a couple of new products which I've not told anybody about. Only Mike and I know. So you're the first to be told. I love it. So some of the things I noticed that were missing from the gardening world, which anybody can use, is a really good moisturiser that actually protects the skin from pollutions. So I've done a hand and body balm where the prime ingredients are kakadu plum and finger lime caviar. Now, if you have not tried finger lime caviar, I'd never heard of finger limes until we moved up here. And they look like little balls of caviar. They're really good in margaritas, but they're all really good for your skin as well. They really are. Oh, they're delicious. Now, it actually protects the skin from pollutions. And being outdoors all the time, that is something that I feel the hands and the body needs. And you can actually use it on your face as well. And it's not a thick cream. So a lot of the creams that I've tried are quite thick and sticky, and this is really light and fluffy. So that's available soon. And I've also done a hand wash and I've also done some soaps for gardeners with a little bit of grittiness. So aloe vera and wheat. And there's another one with tea tree oil and pumastite just to get the grit off your hands and keep them soft without drying them out. And a couple of um, uh, garden label, plant labels I've done as well. I love this. You were telling me about this and I want to talk about this. So you... This is so clever because I'll tell you why. This has made me nuts. I remember a few years ago going to the optometrist and um, wanting to get my eyes tested and he said, oh, you know, 2020 vision. And I went, yeah. And he goes, yours is better than that. Fast forward, honestly, 18 months after, I'm blind as a bat and I'm doing these ones at restaurants and I'm like, oh, my God, this is the thing. This is my ageing punish. This This is the moment where... Because I always think I, f- I feel about 28 and this is the moment where I have to like concede to uh, ageing. And you, yep. clever, wonderful woman, have come up with garden labels. Why? Okay, so the problem I had, first of all, some varieties of tomatoes, the, the, the words are this long. So I'm not going to fit that on a plant label that's this big. Yes. Secondly, when I do ride on them and I'm walking up to the garden without my glasses on because short distance blind as a bat, long distance I'm great, I'd be walking along and I could not read what all the names of my plants were. So I looked online, couldn't, the biggest one I could find was 20 centimetres, so I've actually made one that's 35 centimetres long and I can now see all the names of my plants, my dahlias, my veggies, and on the back I've got room to write where I bought the seeds from and the date I planted it. So, look, it's I'm not reinventing the wheel, but I'm just making it easier for those who are blind as a bat. I love this so much. This is such a cool, it's so cool. It's I love it. Are there any other things? That- you can't buy it, make it. You can't buy it, make it. <laughs> I like that. It's very cute. And so... Are there any other things that you've kind of changed in your, you know, one of the things you're famous for and is like a signature to you is your beautiful mane of hair. And, of course, your Greek heritage contributes to that. But do you take care of it in a different way? What what do you do to take care of your hair? Do you colour your hair? Do you get grey? What do you do about it? Okay, yes. I Just for you, I actually coloured my greys myself 
Again, you are going to laugh because for those who don't know, we're in the middle of a renovation. We haven't had a bathroom all through winter, so I'm showering outside by the pool. I didn't want to get the dye over the new pavers, so I put the dye in my hair and I got the hose and I'm amongst the mandarin trees with a hose. <laughs> I love out. this. I love oh, this. You do what you've got to do. Look, when it comes to beauty and hair, I probably do spend more money on my hair than I do beauty. Um, it's a bit of a mess at the moment. This has just been washed and left. Um, less is more. I don't use products. I do love dry shampoo. Um, but when, when it comes to putting in mousses and gels and tonics and all, I, I don't do anything. I wash it once a week. Um, I am missing my hairdresser terribly at the moment, but we're coming out of lockdown tomorrow, so that's my first appointment. Um, but, yeah, less is more for me, and it lasts longer. My hair lasts. Oh, sorry, I'm fibbing. I do use a spray, a leave-in conditioner, because I am outdoors all the time, and when I come out of the surf, I spray that in my hair as well. It's the leave-in conditioner. Kath, do you that's wear it. sunscreen? Because I know you're a sun lover. What, what's your because yes. you don't have any wrinkles on your face, and I know you're a sun lover. So what's what's the secret sauce there? I want to know. Okay, um, I will tell you that I have been trolled by people because of the color of my skin, especially when I wrote for the Sunday Telegraph. Wow. I and obviously, yeah, photos in the paper you can look a little bit orange. I used to get some really nasty emails about the color of my skin, saying ease up on the fake tan. Um, what shade <laughs> of orange is that? Oh, it was horrible. And I used to get picked on when I was at school for the colour of my skin until I got to high school and then it was, oh, my God, you're so olive. I wish I tanned like you. But when I was younger, I'd be in the shower scrubbing my skin. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Yeah, going, I don't like this dark skin. So going back to what I use, yes, I use 30 plus um, constantly. I have struggled to get one for my face, but I'm now using one from Synergy, which is called Uber Zinc, because the problem I have when a lot of the face sunblocks, I would break out. Like I'm talking big, giant, disgusting, foul. Um, Uber Zinc protects me. It's a moisturizer. It's tinted. It smells fantastic. Um, and I use that every single day without fail it's probably my must if I could only have one product that would be it do you do anything like on the aesthetic side do you have Botox do you have filler do you have lasers have you played with in that space at all yes I do have um Botox I have my late 30s with my period I used to be bedridden with migraines for two days um tried everything but Mike would come home and I'd be bashing my head on the ground saying make it stop make it stop make I, I was bedridden for two days doesn't work for all people but my doctor suggested Botox when I was about 38 and I've been getting it done ever since I may have said you can add a little bit more over the years because I <laughs> but it's for my migraines babe that's what I told my husband my, my migraines I've got to get more <laughs> But I think it's important to be honest about it. And, you know, everyone's got their own different routine. And, you know, I, I, I can tell it. you, I have never seen this much expression in my face. I can move my forehead. I can <laughs> frown. I can wink. You know, I've got quite a bit of movement that I haven't had in a number of years. Um, and I am just waiting for those pearly gates at All Saints Clinic in Double Bay to open because 
the minute they say that they're open, I, I literally cannot wait to have all the needles in my face, all of them, all of them. I, but I will tell you the Go on. Sorry, darling, go. No, I want to hear your funny story. Okay, so when we first moved here, I had a list of things that I, ne- I needed contacts for. The top of the list was Botox, then it was hairdressers, then it was the vet because Maui is everything to us, and then it was the hairdresser. And I'm really paranoid about who injects my face. You should so be. I've been saying, yeah, 100%. It's important. Yeah, totally. So I was going to the clinic at Bondi Junction and seeing Lisa. So They're I wonderful. messaged Lisa. And said, She's yeah. gorgeous. I, I miss I'm her. And Lisa are amazing. And pioneers oh, too. Um, oh, they really are. And I, I miss our conversations. Um, so I texted her and said, honey, I'm up here. You, you've got to sort me out. Please give me a referral. And she referred me to a friend of hers, Brooke, who's in Ballina at um, List Clinic, I think it is. And I've been seeing her and she's amazing and phenomenal. But that was my number one priority. Do you, have you tried filler or laser? Do you do anything like that? I tried filler oh, about four or five years ago. I have a real, surprisingly, I have a real phobia with needles. And I know it doesn't hurt. So Lisa, like, and I still get my ice, my face iced and it doesn't hurt. It's just a mental space for me. I had it once. It made my stomach turn, just feeling it. I loved it. Um, have I thought about getting it done again? No, not not really. I've just, I'm happy with the Botox. Um, I don't do facials. I don't do, like, I do have a red light here that I got from my perfect cosmetic company, which I love. It's, the it's LED lights are amazing. Yes. That's yes. a game changer. It is, and if you're a that sun worshiper, one hundred percent. So I probably do that two, three times a week, five, ten minutes. It's on my desk. I turn it on and I just sort of sit there and and I keep on working. I love, love, love that. Swear by it. And Kath, what do you do for diet and exercise? You've got a really great body. You've, you're very fit. Um, but are, are there things that you've noticed that, you know, give you more bang for your effort? Because, you know, our metabolism slows and, you know, the body kind of changes. But there, are, I, I definitely know that there are certain things that if I don't do it, my body just doesn't behave or look the way that I wanted to. So for me... Uh, Pilates is absolutely essential. I have to do something weight bearing. And now I, I quite like a solid cardio. So, you know, when the world is open, I like to do barries, which is hardcore, or I like to do spin classes. What do you do to kind of keep your body fit and lean and strong? Shovel cow manure. That burns calories. Yes, it does. <laughs> But I, like gardening, I am burning a lot of calories. Mm. Um, but I agree with you that I started Reformer Pilates because I've got bulging disc in my back and my neck and my core is crap. So I do stand-up paddle boarding, which for me is meditation. Um, I love doing it in a group, but I also love doing it by myself because I just lose myself. I just love it. And uh, Reformer Pilates, I swear by it. I agree. It, it changed my body shape um, and it's I don't exercise so much to lose weight I'm always going to be a 10 to 12 and I'm happy with that mm. and I've got no problem with that it's more the toning and my shape and the shape does change over years and reformer pilates 
I cannot wait to get back into it. We, I haven't done it for about six months because of the lockdowns and the restriction of numbers. It's been really hard to get into classes. But I miss, I feel like I'm six foot tall when I walk out of one of the classes. I hand, look, and any exercise you can do lying down is a winner for me. I love it. Yeah, and it, I, I agree. It's one of those exercises that really delivers on so many things. Oh. You know, all the things of a youth marker is your your posture, your mobility, your flexibility, your strength, your core strength. So, yeah, I agree. Um, Reformer Pilates is wonderful. I'm going to have to wrap it up, but I just want to ask you, because, you know, you've had such distinct versions of yourself. And, you know, if you could go back and speak to 20-year-old Kath, what would, what advice would you give her about how she feels about herself and how she's taking care of her body and her soul? Look, again, you've got to do what makes you happy. Um, I'm probably going to get a little bit deep here because I really didn't get my confidence till I was 30 and there's a reason for that. I was abused as a child and didn't tell my parents till I was 30. Um, that day that I told my parents was the first day that I started loving myself oh, wow. again. And I was also in a violent relationship for nearly 10 years. Oh, gosh. So that destroyed my soul. Once I opened up and spoke about those, and I have spoken about it publicly before, um, I was a different person. Wow. Absolutely different person. So I would, I, I would have, I'd tell my younger self I should have spoken up sooner. Mm. It's not your fault. There is no one to blame but them. It's got nothing to do with you. My family and friends were so supportive around me at that time because nobody knew and that's number one thing is to speak up. That's what I would have told my younger self is that I should have spoken up sooner because my whole persona changed that day that I spoke about it. That's my one regret was not speaking about it sooner. That's extraordinary. That's, thank you so much for, for sharing that because I, I think you're right, you know, in, in the whole um, conversation about finding yourself, understanding your trauma story, whatever it may be, and understanding that, um, you know, life begins when you kind of own that story and, and you unpack it. It, it, can, it, can be, it can be a really important milestone in pivoting into, you know, the best version of yourself. And as you said, there is no glow up bigger than the internal glow up. That is the ultimate glow up. And you see people who literally age overnight and you see people that glow up overnight. Yeah, 100%. It's so empowering to actually, you know, get that monkey off your shoulder. And the stress. you know, cortisol oh. is the worst age on the planet. So when you unpack trauma, when you, you know, relieve yourself of those stories, you your body realigns, your your hormones realign, your your as you said, your self-concept changes so much. And yeah, I, I totally agree. And I've I've spoken to so many people actually, and they say that you know, being in an abusive relationship or being having a trauma story that they hadn't dealt with really impacted their health, how they felt. They almost felt yeah. that they would hide. And then, you know, once they unpack that, yeah. they, you know, they got a new rush of vitality and rejuvenation oh. and a reason to kind of to, to be 
all of themselves. And I think that that's, that's, that's a beautiful story. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. No, but it's true. And if I and if I can talk about it, I hope other people can talk about it, especially younger women, because you 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 just get you get your life back. And I know that might sound a little bit over the top, but it was because I wasn't who I was when I was out in in public. I was being so I was pretending to be someone because I was covering up the pain. And if and you could just, speak, go forward in time and speak to Kath at yeah. 70. Um what what would you tell her as your you know fifty one year old cat? What what would you like to tell seventy year old cat? Age is just a number. Just keep going. Just keep going and doing what you love. And you know what it's because I will always work in one form or another. And if twenty years time that. I want to be something else. I, may, I might want to be a potter. At 50, I started pottery and I'm obsessed with it. I'm really crap at it. I've got so many tapas bowls. It's ridiculous. But I absolutely just love it. Just do what, what makes you happy. I'm going to re-record that. Could you turn that off? Okay. Yeah. I'll ask you. That was my Maybe. Sorry. That's okay. Go. I'll just ask you. Okay. And if you could time travel and go to forward 20 years to 70-year-old Kat, what would you like to tell her or what would you like to learn from her? That age is just a number. That's all it is. Do what makes you happy. If you want to change careers when you're 70, do it. I might be a potter when I'm 70. I've just, at 50, I've started doing pottery. I absolutely love it. I'd love to do something with that further. I'm crap at it, but I love it. Just do what you want to do and what makes you happy without all the chatter in the head. Ignore the chatter and do what you love. Well, I love you and I have absolutely (laughs) adored this conversation and I know that the people who follow you are loyal to a fault and I'm so excited for my audience and the people who are listening to this podcast to get to know the beautiful Kathy Buren. Um, I want to thank you so much for sharing your ageless journey with us. It really is a beautiful journey and a beautiful story of inspiration and that, you know, really that quote is you are the living embodiment of it. And I I just want to thank you so much for for sharing that so openly. Thank you because I'm so honoured. I was so blown away that you asked me to be a part of this and I love you and I just want to give you a hug. I want to hug you too and I love you and I'm really flattered that you feel the same way about me as I do about you. So thank you so much. Wonderful to see you. See you soon in person. See you soon in person. Love you. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that.